The Nature Podcast is supported by Nature Plus, a flexible monthly subscription that grants immediate online access to the science journal Nature and over 50 other journals from the Nature Portfolio. More information at go.nature.com slash plus. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is an audio long read from Nature. In this episode, What Turkey's Earthquake tells us about the science of seismic forecasting. Written by Shannon Hall and read by me, Benjamin Thompson. Two decades ago, John McCloskey drew a red line on a map of southeastern Turkey to pinpoint where a large earthquake would probably strike. The only question was when. The answer came last month, when a magnitude 7.8 shock hit the precise location that McCloskey and his team had identified. It struck at 4.17am local time on the 6th of February, when most people were asleep, and killed more than 50,000 residents in Turkey and neighbouring Syria. McCloskey's work shows both the promise and limitations of the science of earthquake forecasting. Although geologists have long attempted to provide warnings of the location, magnitude and exact time of future quakes, Decades of research have shown that it's probably impossible to predict when a geological fault will start to shake. Quote, when you try to winnow it down to know what's going to happen next, it tends to be a lesson in humility, says Susan Huff, a geophysicist in the Earthquake Hazards Program at the United States Geological Survey, or USGS. Quote, the real focus in most of the world is not on prediction, but on assessing the hazard and the long-term rates of earthquakes. Unquote. Today, researchers work on forecasting, identifying which fault segments are most dangerous and what size earthquakes they are expected to produce. Armed with that knowledge, policymakers can take steps to reduce death and destruction by, for example, requiring better building practices or urging local residents to prepare. Some regions of Japan, the United States and Turkey have developed early warning systems that alert residents when an earthquake has started nearby. Quote, in principle, you can get rid of seismic risk, McCloskey says. Turkey is a seismically active junction at which several pieces of Earth's crust meet and grind against each other. In southeast Turkey and northern Syria, the Arabian plate is pushing north against the Anatolian plate, squeezing it to the west. But the shift isn't one smooth movement. Instead, friction holds the plates in place, sometimes for centuries. When the stress overcomes the friction, the plates on either side of the fault will shudder past each other, releasing tremendous energy in the form of an earthquake. This has happened time and again in Turkey, a history that allowed McCloskey and his colleagues to map the stresses along one of its major quake sources, the East Anatolian Fault. Like other faults, it is divided into segments that slip at different times. When one segment shifts and shakes, it alters the stress on neighbouring sections of the same fault and other faults nearby. 
That increases the stress in some places, bringing them closer to failure, but relaxes stress on others, making them safer for the time being. Quote, they are not just randomly occurring earthquakes, says Ross Stein, chief executive of Temblor, a company specialising in seismic hazard and risk assessment. Quote, they are in conversation, and that conversation is carried out through stress transfer. Unquote. In 2002, McCloskey, now a geophysicist at the University of Edinburgh, UK, and his colleagues used this technique to diagnose regions on the East Anatolian Fault that were highly stressed. With the help of historical records, the team incorporated the stress changes caused by 10 earthquakes since 1822 into a model of ongoing plate movement. The modelling suggested that a region of the fault line south of Kahaman Marash, the precise location and length of the fault that ruptured on the 6th of February, was at heightened risk of giving way at some point in the future. The team even knew that it would be devastating, forecasting a quake of magnitude 7.3 or higher. Quote, the correspondence is remarkable, McCloskey says. It isn't the first time that this method, technically known as Coulomb stress transfer, has accurately pinpointed an upcoming trembler. In 1997, Stein and his colleagues analysed the earthquakes that had already struck Turkey's North Anatolian Fault to estimate that the next might occur near the city of Izmit. Two years later, that quake arrived, killing more than 17,000 people. In 2005, McCloskey and his colleagues calculated that the shift in stress after the 2004 Sumatra-Andaman earthquake in Indonesia might cause one in the Sunda Trench, west of Sumatra. It came 12 days after the study was published. And in 2008, Shinji Toda from the Geological Survey of Japan in Tsukuba and his colleagues projected that the Wenshuan earthquake earlier that year in China would increase the stress of three adjacent faults. In the following decade, two of those faults unleashed powerful earthquakes. It isn't possible to use the technique everywhere. Because this model requires some knowledge of previous earthquakes, often centuries in the past, researchers can use it to assess only regions where the seismic history is well known. So, it is most successful in forecasting aftershocks, which are typically smaller than main shocks. Still, there are many unknowns, and scientists are working hard to evaluate the model further. In 2002, Tom Parsons, a geophysicist at the USGS, analysed more than 2,000 earthquakes with magnitudes of greater than 5.5 that occurred after, and near, quakes larger than magnitude 7. He found that 61% of the later quakes were associated with an increase in stress caused by the earlier ones. The findings suggest that Coulomb stress transfer can accurately identify faults that are more likely to cause damaging quakes, he says. Then, in 2008, Parsons and his colleagues published a forecast following the Wenshuan earthquake with the intention of later evaluating the model's performance. That work is ongoing. Today, Stein, one of the researchers who developed the theory about how forces shift after earthquakes, estimates that the method has been used in 30,000 papers to explain two-thirds of our planet's recent aftershocks and progressive mainshocks. Quote, that tells us this is not the only game in town, Stein says. Quote, faults are grungy, messy features, and they don't behave as we would like them to, unquote. McCloskey's model, for example, 
anticipated the location of the recent Turkey earthquake, but the shaking started on a much smaller branch of the fault and then split over to the main part, a pattern that Stein finds baffling. Another complication is that the main earthquake was also much larger than anticipated, probably because it re-ruptured a segment to the south that broke in 1822 and a segment to the north which broke in 1893. Quote, this really underlies the problem of earthquake forecasting, McCloskey says. Quote, even when we identify the place that is most dangerous, every earthquake is unique, unquote. Not long ago, seismologists thought they might be able to predict some quakes days or hours before they strike. Such hopes emerged from Parkfield, California, where earthquakes had rocked a small part of the San Andreas Fault nearly every 22 years. Each of these quakes followed a smaller shock to the north, and hours before a strong quake near Parkfield in 1966, precursory movement had broken an irrigation pipeline that crossed the fault. Quote, in 1966, earthquake prediction looked like it was ours to have, Stein says. Before the next anticipated earthquake, geologists wired the area with hundreds of seismometers, hoping to find some harbinger that could be used to forecast future quakes. But when the next quake hit, researchers saw no warning signs. Other precursors have similarly vanished. Over the years, scientists have analysed increasing amounts of radon in local water, electromagnetic signals from Earth's crust, and even odd animal behaviour. But none of these potential precursors stood up to statistical tests. Quote, Despite all kinds of startling, promising shreds of evidence, we haven't made an iota of progress towards actually predicting earthquakes, Stein says. McCloskey doesn't think that it will ever happen. And Huff who wrote a book called Predicting the Unpredictable in 2009, argues that most geologists in the West don't even work on it, at least not anymore. Quote, We know how unlikely it is that suddenly something is going to show up that we can see before every big earthquake, Stein says. Even though geoscientists can't predict quakes with any precision, many researchers say it is possible to prevent much of the death and destruction from these natural disasters. After the 1999 earthquake in Izmit, Aykut Barker, a geologist at Istanbul Technical University, warned that the increased stress could trigger a similar rupture near Duzce, a town roughly 100 kilometres east. His work persuaded the authorities to close school buildings that had been damaged by the Izmit shock. When a magnitude 7.1 earthquake struck the city two months later, the buildings collapsed. Earthquake forecasting could help in other regions as well. California, for example, which is home to the massive San Andreas Fault, has implemented the beginnings of an early warning system that relies on networks of seismometers to detect the very start of a quake. That can provide seconds or minutes of advance notice to Californians to drop, cover and hold on, while automatically triggering life-saving measures such as slowing trains to a stop. In 2002, Turkey implemented an early warning system in Istanbul that will slow trains, open lift doors and shut down critical processes in factories in the case of an earthquake. The country has also implemented building codes, but many scientists were concerned that they weren't being enforced rigorously enough. Mustafa Erdik, a retired civil engineer at Boğaziçi University in Istanbul and president of the Turkish Earthquake Foundation, agrees that this was the case. 
arguing that ignorance, incompetence and implicit collusion between architects, inspectors and builders were at fault. That makes February's aftermath particularly painful for those researchers who have been sounding the alarm for years. Quote, you put a red line on the map and you understand that means lots of people are going to be killed and their houses destroyed, McCloskey says. Quote, the Turkey earthquake to me is, of course, a complete tragedy, he says. Yet McCloskey is hopeful that we will learn from it. If we do, the next red line he draws on a map will not necessarily equal a catastrophic loss of lives. To read more of Nature's long-form journalism, head over to nature.com slash news. Deep dive into the world of science with Nature Plus. From the vastness of the distant star systems to the intricacies of infectious diseases due to climate change, we've got you covered. Enjoy access to over 55 cutting-edge journals, breaking scientific news, and over a 1,000 new articles every month. Whether you're a seasoned researcher or just curious, Nature Plus simplifies complex studies. Plus, it's all available right at your fingertips on nature.com. Nature Plus, the key to unlocking the world's most significant scientific advances. Subscribe today at go.nature.com plus. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.